All right, I just had to send a message that is uncomfortable for me to send. I belong to this entrepreneur group and you have to be vetted by five people to enter the group and there are weekly calls in this group. You don't pay any money, you just have to be voted in. And they were, there was a message that was sent in terms of like a important meeting for the end of the month. And there was just a couple things to talk about in terms of like logistical things with the group and all that kind of stuff, how we can make the group even better and all this kind of stuff. And I love this group. I love each person individually too. They're incredible people for real. And for this meeting, I thought to myself, I thought, I can't go to this. It doesn't align with what's important for me right now. And it's challenging for me to be upfront and very honest and direct. And I had crafted a, I crafted the message and I had it in my notes. I didn't have it just in my WhatsApp because I didn't want to accidentally hit send. And then I pulled out my journal and I, I journaled on it and really assessed my own thinking and assess my emotions. And lastly, I just thought, you know what? Just just do it now so you don't have to think about it later. You don't have to think about letting them down, down the road or anything like that when you already know right now. Like, let's work through the emotions now so we don't have to necessarily prolong the emotions that you feel we gotta move fast and we gotta quickly get our mind back to the task at hand when it comes to writing the book and there are other commitments that I've had and there are people who have asked us stuff of me and I'm, I'm saying no and I have someone who's very upset with me. I've actually a couple people in my life who are very upset with me and I anticipate that there's going to be another person because I'm likely going to say no to their 30th birthday party so I can continue to stay within my own groove and flow and that's not uh, those aren't easy decisions for me to make. I might still go. I want to make that clear as of right now and how I'm living my life and what I'm doing. I'm saying no to a tremendous amount of things and I'm doing just everything I can just to make sure that I'm focused on my book and it's not easy. It's not easy. But at the same time, it's very rewarding 
because at the very least I'm immersed in my life there is no other kind of fake life that I'm living I'm not living this life and my social media life isn't bigger than my actual life and to me like that feels fucking incredible you know what I was I, I drank some coffee today I smoked a little bit of weed to just get myself in a creative headspace for the book and after a couple hours I felt like my brain wasn't operating at like capacity when it came to uh, putting words on paper anymore but my mind was still going a million miles a minute so I pulled out my pen I pulled out my journal and I just wrote the sentence like my mind is racing at a million miles a minute and then I thought to myself I thought yo like what does it feel like to be on meth because I imagine that they're moving at such a like crazy ass pace in their mind because oftentimes you'll hear about people who are on meth they'll be up for a couple days i can only imagine like your mind must be racing in that time so i looked up a video on youtube what does it feel like to be on meth and there was a guy who used to be a meth head and he describes it very well. You would have actually never guessed that this guy has done meth before. He doesn't really look like the kind of profile you would imagine or that you've seen in the past. And one thing he mentioned is, so when it comes to different things, like when we eat food, let's say like the brain releases like 100 like dopamine points in, in the brain. And for sex, it's like 200 like dopamine points. And then for like, uh, cocaine and heroin it's like 400 points and then for crack it's 600 points but for meth it's over a thousand fucking dopamine points so you are just getting hit with so much fucking unbelievably like short-term pleasure like boom, 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 like whoa like that rush of fucking dopamine he explained it extremely well i was like wow i feel like i can kind of understand what it must feel like to be in that state and i can understand why that can be so dangerous like if your brain is just constantly non-stop firing at massive upon massive dopamine levels damn but then i just realizing right now as i was talking right before i gave this example i thought to myself like that's what social media does Social media, it just releases dopamine in your brain and it releases it a lot and all the time. And it's just, there isn't a lot of reward that comes with instantaneous reward. You get it now and it's like, okay, all right, you got to get it, keep getting it now. But it's, it's very shallow. It's a very shallow feeling in the body. Because you need more. You get the dopamine and then you need more of it, right? So that's why you keep scrolling. And that's why you keep scrolling. Because you need more, you need more, you need more, you need more. And throughout your day, you keep checking because you need more, you need more, you need more, you need more. And what I have been finding is curving that like 
dopamine curving the amount of dopamine that enters my brain it causes me to be more focused not necessarily on the short-term gratification but thinking more i'm thinking long term in terms of like okay like working on this project may not necessarily help me today or next week or next month but this thing can really help me for years upon years if i take this time right now to build out this book and with that it comes with sacrificing a lot of that instantaneous dopamine like nope 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 and i have to make difficult decisions like not go to meetings or maybe not going to a fucking like you know a, a birthday party from someone that I really love and it's tough it's tough but I'll tell you what the immersion of being in my own life there's a deeper feeling of like richness that I didn't get from constant hits of dopamine through social media it's a richer feeling of wow I actually feel like I'm making progress in my life I'm actually engaged in my life i'm actually making decisions in my life i'm actually immersed in my life and not just that but like i'm not just going with the flow i'm not just whatever happens happens to an extent yes i am and at the same time i find the flow from the decisions that i create i'm creating my own flow because I'm saying, nope, that doesn't suit me. It doesn't make sense for me to put my energy there. Okay, I got to make sure I take care of this right now because, fuck, I, I can't allow this to play out because that's going to distract me from me being able to give my best work. Because what it boils down to when it comes to my book, it's like, this is my project where I give my best work, my best work. I'm putting all of my mind into this. And I want to create from a place of gratitude, from a place of peace, from a place of acceptance from a place of forgiveness i don't necessarily want to write from a place of bitterness a place from of frustration a place of fear i want to be able to be in my best thinking space as much as i possibly can as i do my best work possible and that's not easy to do it's very challenging to do because in order for you to be in your best thinking space, it actually requires you to make difficult decisions that are best for you because you have to keep the peace in your mind. And oftentimes, keeping the peace in your mind comes with you doing what you feel is right for you and having to let somebody else down because they had an expectation of you that you're not living up to in their head. And you may be afraid that it might damage the relationship. You don't want that to happen, especially someone you care about. So it's tough. As humans, we care about what people think. And we care about what important people in our life think. And there's so much reward to just making those difficult-ass decisions. It's cool. It's actually really cool to be like, you know what? This is not an easy decision, but I'm going to make it because I know it's best overall because i'm thinking more in the long term of things and i'll have to just come to peace with the consequences that come the good and the bad i made the decision but you know what even if i didn't make that decision there's going to be consequences good or bad and it's just i got 
to assess which consequences am I okay with, uh, with living with? Am I okay with sacrificing certain things? Am I okay with losing certain things because I made this decision? And it's tough because sometimes the stakes are high. Sometimes you risk losing a lot. And to love yourself and care for yourself enough to be like, I got to make this decision that I know is right. It's sitting in my heart. And I know it's going to change everything. And I know there's going to be a lot of short-term discomfort. I know it's going to be tough for not just me, but other parties involved. But I know I got to do what's right for me and my soul at the end of the day. Because it's just not worth living your life in the soulless shell of a body. It's not worth it for me personally. And I know there's a lot of people out there that live like that. And my heart goes out to them because I don't see myself as any different than those people. Had I grown up with the circumstances they had, the parents they had, the friends they had, the school they had, the time they had, I would be them. It's just me in another body. And at the same time, I see that and I feel for them. And I also get scared because I'm like, Yo, like, I can still, like, be like that. And I have to protect myself. I have to really look out for myself. Because I have to have my back. If is if there's nobody that has my back in this world, I got to have my own back. More than anybody, I got to have my own back. I got to look out for myself. And this is a very nuanced topic because criminals do the same thing in terms of how that principle is applied. They're doing what's best for them, even if it's coming at a cost at somebody else. It's the same principle, but it's used differently. So it just reminds me of Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. You read that book. First time I read it, I was like, this book is fucking evil. God damn this book is fucking evil oh my god and then when i started going through it the second time i realized like wait a second like this book isn't evil it's just the principles are the principles and they can be used for good and they can be used for evil they can be seen on both sides so i just really wanted to bring that to light in terms of it depends on how you use the principle and for some people, they don't have a moral compass. For some people, they are just not principled people. They don't value honesty. They don't value integrity. And when it comes to those people, they're like, now nah, I'm going to go and get mine. Yeah, it can be pretty destructive. And even if you are operating from a place of integrity, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And we can unconsciously be destructive in our own efforts as well. And we're not perfect. We're not human. I mean, we are human. We're not perfect. You know what I'm saying? And it's helpful to remember that we're always doing the best with the knowledge that we have in our head. And learn to forgive yourself. And learn to forgive others.
learn not to judge yourself as harshly and learn not to judge others as harshly. Having empathy for yourself helps you have empathy for others. And people are, are a mirror of you. When you go out into the world and you're grumpy, you're going to get grumpy fucking people. You go out into the world and you're grateful and you're just really doing your best to spread positivity. You're going to typically meet very happy and positive people. At the same time, it doesn't matter how happy and positive you are. There are going to be people out there who are just going to see it as an opportunity to rain on your parade. And that's all good. That's that's life. And for those people, we just like, damn, man, like just have empathy for those people. Like, wow, they must have have had it so difficult or maybe they're having a, a difficult day, a challenging day. And it's just it's it's a constant work in progress in terms of like accepting and forgiving and loving and having compassion and this is a a fucking emotional game that we're playing here this is a energetic game that we're playing here everything is composed of energy everything is made out of atoms and atoms are 0.999 or 99.999 whatever empty space and that 0.00001 of energy we're all made out of energy we're all vibrating at a specific frequency. I want you to think about this. It's crazy how fucking spiritual it feels when you're in the present moment. You know why? Because you're in the fucking spirit. Like, you become aware, like, oh, shit, like, this is a fucking, like, spiritual experience. You can't help but pick up on it. You can't help but pick up on the energy and the frequency in which the plane that we exist on. I know. I know I do my best not to explore that territory too much because just I'm weary of the people that I attract from maybe going too woo woo into things. So I always do my best to stay as grounded as I possibly can in a relatable way while not going too, too, too far into like woo woo land. And the crazy thing is like I do venture into woo-woo land myself when I'm thinking to myself sometimes and I'm making these crazy analogies in my head and it's like I, I can't communicate this to people like people are gonna think I'm fucking out of my mind and at the same time the people who don't think they're I'm out of my mind I'm not sure if I really want to connect with those people <laughs> I don't know I've met people in Austin who are just fucking batshit crazy batshit crazy and are huge into the woo woo and the and the crystals and all that that's not that's not me and i just can't relate on that level and some people are just like whoa bro you you sounded like you just came off of an ayahuasca ceremony and the first person you're having a conversation with is me after that experience so i don't want to I don't want to communicate <laughs> like Greg just came off an ayahuasca ceremony. <laughs> He's seen the depths and kaleidoscope uh, figurines that God herself is. And I don't know, like that's not really how I want to roll anyway. Um, so regardless, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for where I'm at and it's tough because it's just like 
okay, like you're building for something more than what is now and you're sacrificing your now for something that's, you know, much better. And even during the sacrifice, finding stuff that is just beautiful and that is awesome. I'm just so grateful for this process. Writing a book is just such a fucking unbelievable process. It's it's a process that I, I'm actually really enjoying. I'm really fucking enjoying like this this process. And slowly but surely, I'm, I'm becoming more in love with writing. Uh, just very surprisingly. Very surprisingly, I'm, I'm becoming more in love with it. And just uh, appreciating it as an art. And just allowing it to reveal to me what, what it does. And it's such a intimate process. And it helps me explore the depths of my subconscious and in a way that it doesn't so much when I'm thinking or even when I'm speaking out loud. It almost turns off my brain and my my subconscious kind of floods out and I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about the world as I write and it almost feels like I turn my brain off and like. See, this is what I'm saying. The woo-woo, like it's like the universe channels through me. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Like this, these are these are the thoughts I'd be having. And it forces me to deal with um, just my weak spots and just making things real. That's what writing, I feel, does. It's like it's making things real. And it's so crazy to see the stark difference when you're actually engaged in something real when you've been engaged in something fucking fake for so long. And when I say fake, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about basing my fucking life on Instagram posts, living my life for an Instagram post. I used to, I remember I used to visualize myself with different goals, taking a picture at the end of it. So when I, I remember I used to visualize myself after finishing my marathon, the picture that is taken of me afterwards, whatever, and the pose I would have. And the caption that I would put on Instagram in terms of how I conquered the marathon. And I didn't do that. Or I um, I did the marathon, but I didn't do the Instagram thing. And even thinking, like, I remember when I was, like, 19 years old. And I thought about when I turned 22, I put my Instagram caption, that Taylor Swift song. I'm so glad I didn't do this. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I love that song. I still love that song. That's my fucking jam. But I just thought that was such a great idea before that. I can't wait to turn 22. It's going to be a good post. I, I'm like, I still have the picture in my mind in terms of what it looks like, in terms of like the picture I had in mind that I would take and the caption that I would put on it. And same thing, like after I turned uh, 26, even thinking about putting an Instagram caption saying, we wasn't supposed to make it past 25 jokes on you we still alive right from a Kanye West song but I was just gonna put we wasn't supposed to make it past 25 and the thing is like 
for me, it just like I thought about that. Like I would have loved to put that, and at the same time, like it's not genuine. Like in terms of sure, like I had a challenging upbringing, but it wasn't like that, right? Like it wasn't like niggas was dealing with guns and we were really going through some hardcore gangster shit it wasn't like anything like that at all it wasn't like yo we ain't finna make it through the hood it's not like we saw motherfuckers shooting dice or anything like that i didn't i didn't see that but the thing is like i thought about my world travel and i thought about pictures for that and how that's gonna look in my image and I'm, I spend so much time crafting this image online of what I think people want to see and what I think women find attractive. And I had made my personality, my Instagram personality, me. I was like, this, this thing is more real than my actual life. And it was quite a rude awakening, man. I, I hit a depression and I couldn't really understand why I was depressed. And I had checked all the check marks on the check boxes. And I was doing it. I was traveling the world. And I was fucking depressed, man. Not the whole time. But I hit fucking bouts of like some serious depression. I don't, I don't think I ever con- I considered suicide during that time. But I did. But I do know that I hit some, some low depression during that time. And in hindsight, I'm, I'm just reflecting back on like I felt the external was going to define me. And I thought the external was going to make me feel good about myself. And I thought that it would finally solve things, just emotional issues that I've been dealing with for so long. Like anxiety, just feeling anxious all the fucking time. I still struggle with making eye contact with people. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was driving down to the park and I was at the park. I was actually looking for parking. And like I saw someone crossing the street and I like avoided eye contact. And I thought to myself like, wow, I'm still afraid to like make eye contact with people. And it's just like, yeah, I, I get just a tremendous amount of anxiety around that. So it was just like, I thought that me accomplishing the biggest things I ever set myself to was solve that. I thought that I'll get to this point where I have so much validation, I have so many people who love me that I would finally like love myself. Once I had enough evidence, then I felt like I would believe it, but I had the evidence and it just wasn't it wasn't coming through and then I realized like man, I'm not living I'm living in the wrong movie right now. Like this isn't the movie I'm supposed to like be living in. Like this isn't this isn't for me. So I made that decision to walk away. And I'm so glad that I did because now I'm working on something that I actually really care about and that my heart is in. And the the uh, the awesome part is just the process. Every day I wake up and I just have this energy towards like working on something that's important for me. Like that is so awesome. Like this thing is giving me so much purpose and I enjoy working on it and it's tough, it's difficult, it reveals weak spots and it requires me to make difficult decisions but it's like, dude, like the fact that the decisions it's helping me make are actually like beneficial decisions, it's putting me in hard, 
uh, positions and it's just showing myself like how committed I am to this. And it's cool because it's like, it's just teaching me so much in terms of like the reward of sticking something through. I'm reading one book right now and that's Don Quixote. It's the only book I'm reading. I'm almost to page 400 and there's 940 pages of this book. Now, Don Quixote is not the kind of book you can just rush through. Like, there's so much, like, colorful language and, like, romantic language that requires focus and requires deciphering and... Um, yeah. And it's like, man, like, oh man, I would love to move on to another book. Uh, like sometimes, like uh, sometimes I fucking love Don Quixote. I'm like, this is such a great book. Other times I'm like, okay, a little bored. Like I want to move on, but I'm like, oh, like, I really want to see this through. Like I'm already gone this far, like sunk cost fallacy. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but I feel like it will be worth it. Cause it's going to help me with my book unconsciously just be able I don't know, right? So I'm just I'm just minimizing my life tremendously and just training myself to do stuff like this, to train myself to stick something through even though the dopamine doesn't get released into my brain right away. But the act of being able to push through and the act of being patient and the act of making the decision to go forward anyway and not just like drop it and move on to the next thing it feels really good. It feels rewarding. It's like, it's, it's, it's a deeper kind of appreciation. It's deeper in the soul. And this is what I feel life is about. It's not necessarily so much about the external shit. I don't really give a fuck so much about the external shit because the external shit can't make me feel, can feel good about myself. Now it's helpful if my external shit, I have a fucking safe environment. That's very important, right? It's very important that I have things taken care of, like a safe place to be and a place to sleep and then also food to eat. That's very important, right? And at the same time, stuff beyond my basic needs, it's like, bro, that shit is not going to make me feel good long term. It's going to be cool for a little bit, maybe a day or two. But then it just kind of wears off. And I don't want to live to try to fill a void with inside myself. Because I have the power to fill the void inside of myself. And the way that I do that is I got to listen to myself. I got to trust myself. And I got to deal with certain emotions. And I got to heal myself. I got to forgive a lot. And I have to trust my own judgment. And for me, I got to make decisions that are like the best for me. Like, that's how I feel good about myself. You know that empty space within your heart you're trying to fill through fucking getting more money, getting more women, getting, like, more travel experiences? Like, that shit just never, you know, gets to the soul. Only you have the power to access your soul. And you do that through the actions that you take, the process you're engaged in. So are you engaged in a process that you really enjoy, that you really like? Or not even just that, because... I don't enjoy writing my book all the time. I don't like writing my book all the time, but it pushes me. It causes me to grow, to grow. And it demands more of me. And it actually demands all of me. And 
that's really cool. Like for my heart to be so fucking involved and engaged in something like that's so fucking dope. Like I'm engaged with my life. I'm immersed in my life. And there's a tremendous amount of value to that. There's a tremendous amount of value to being immersed in your life. Because as I mentioned, the fucking feelings of gratitude are, are of uh, gratification far outweigh the fucking immediate short term shit. It far outweighs. I would take this. Yo, I would be so much. I'll be so happy. I would be okay with living a life where maybe I don't hit financial freedom. But at least I'm engaged in processes that I, I am enjoying to be in. And my heart is in it. And my soul is in it. To me, that's a successful life. Because nobody else can measure that but me. Because I'm the only one who's living in my own skin. So... <sighs> Yeah, it's just cool because I don't necessarily like remember. I think last time I really felt like this much engaged in something like my heart to this like degree and level where I was able to push for many years in, in sales and all that kind of stuff. I was doing it. I had a reason why I was doing it. I wanted to become a better communicator. I wanted to be more confident in myself. But if I think about it like, My, my heart was in it, but at the same time, my soul was like, it depended on the environment that I was in. In different times, I felt like my soul was engaged. But when I think about like this to the level that it's engaged in right now in terms of like the sacrifices that I'm making and the natural actions that I'm taking and the like just the sacrifices, I think back to basketball in high school. I made so many fucking, I didn't even realize I was making sacrifices. I just chose to play basketball. I just chose like, this is what I'm going to do. Like nothing else matters besides this because I enjoy it. I enjoyed playing basketball. I loved playing basketball and it just felt so fucking amazing. And I was so happy to give myself up to that process. And under different coaches, I didn't like the game as much because I just didn't fucking like the coaches, but at the same time, like, man, I pushed myself and I'm so glad that I have that time in my life because when I played basketball, let me tell you something, it was fucking unbelievably challenging. We had a coach who would just run us, just run. We'd be running like crazy and we would all just be so fucking pissed. We would be so frustrated and the runs were timed and then I wouldn't make the runs. Other people, like those, there was usually like four of us who just consistently didn't make the runs. I was one of them. I, could, I couldn't fucking get myself to make a run for the life of me. And everybody kept saying shit to me like, mind over matter, mind over matter. And I'm like, bro, like, and now I can see what they mean because back then I already had a defeatist mentality. I was already saying like, I can't do this. There's no way. I'm already tired. We're running. I'm not making these times. There's no way I can recover. I need more time to recover before I can actually make this run. And we just kept running and running and running and time after time and time after time and time after time, I didn't make the runs. And our coach was relentless. 
But I'm like, dude, I'm so glad that I had that fucking like experience of pushing myself mentally to that level that early on in life, being 13, 14, 15 years old and experiencing that. Like, yo, what a blessing. I may not be able to take the skills of basketball with me into the real world, but I can apply different things from when I played the game of basketball that made me feel so fucking amazing. And I think about the kind of basketball player that I was and what kind of teammate I was like on the court and how can I apply that to like my actual life where I'm at today and how can I design my life like that? We're like, okay, we have our team and I know my position and it's like, okay, but we need to have people in these different positions. And I feel like that's the true mark of a leader. I'm not really saying this to be like, I am a leader or anything like that. However, I, from what I've seen from other leaders is they know how to put people in the right positions. And to me, I'm, I feel excited that I naturally do this and I've done this on the basketball court. So I'm excited to apply that to my actual life down the line in the future. But the mental aspect to show myself how far I can push myself, how much more capable I am than I think I am. And not just that, but I look back on the growth that I had during that time. I'm so grateful for that growth. I grew so much because I pushed myself past boundaries, past limits that I thought I can go. And I did it doing something that was difficult and challenging, but also rewarding. And it also came with grief when you lose or something happens, whatever it is. And there's, there's just so much potential. It's such a beautiful experience. And it's like, man, I got that again with this book. I got it again. And it feels so good just to have the privilege to be able to engage in something like this where where your soul is really actively involved and you're doing it and you would do it for free because you simply enjoy doing it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give my book away for free. So it's like, yo, I really want to make a difference. But at the same time, it's it's a business move that I'm making. And I, I guess I can explain it really briefly. It's like giving someone a tremendous amount of value on the front end so they're happy to do more business with me later on down the road. That's what it is. It's like, how can I give you my best fucking shit? I'll give it to you for free. It's no problem. Like, you can have my best fucking lessons. I put my fucking heart and soul into this work. You get it for free. And... If it makes a fucking difference in your life, you're going to want to know where I'm speaking live. You're going to want to know what other content that I have. And that's how I look at building relationships. I look at building relationships, especially with people that I really want to build relationships with. I always look to see how I can give first. Can I give first? Because what that does is it starts a relationship on a good term, on good terms. And it's like a bank account. It's a social bank account. I put money into that social bank account and I feel good. Like, all right, I got a little bit of money in there and I'll see how I can continue to make deposits. And when I need to make little ass, I'm just withdrawing from the bank. But I always make sure that my ass doesn't exceed the amount of capital I have in the bank. So. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm enjoying my I, I enjoy my my days and I'm trying to get my day 
down to like Groundhog Day as much as I possibly can where I find something that works and I just repeat that day over and over and over again. But I know I'm human and that is it's going to be tough to try to live up to. But as long as I can get like the core things in there, I think I can really make something really awesome happen. But yeah, like I got gas in my car. I've been going down to the park. Watching the sunset, man, I watched a fucking beautiful fucking sunset yesterday. I'm going to leave here in probably like 20 minutes to go watch uh, the sunset tonight. So it's just it's just cool. It's about the process. What process are you engaged in? And does it mean a lot to you? And I guess advice would be if you aren't able to just drop what you're doing, and just pursue it. It doesn't if that doesn't make sense and there's risk to that. I would advise you to think about like how can you begin? How can you just do the other thing and just find enjoyment of it? Like you don't necessarily need to make commerce from it. Like you don't need to make money from doing this. But if it fills your soul, it's worth doing it just for the sake of doing it. Because it's worth it's worth having that as a feeling. And my book just happens to be something that can really benefit my career as well. So if you can find that and you can find something that can be leveraged like a book or I I don't know, I don't fucking know for whatever your situation is. Believe me, let me tell you, it's fucking worth it. It's, It's fucking worth it, man. So that's all I got for you. I wasn't expecting this to be this long at all but here we are all right much love talk soon peace